Talk That Matters, brought to you by the Salvation Army. This is a series that helps you find out what life is really like on the streets. It's called Life on the Frontline. For the first few weeks, we've been talking with the workers. These are people who give up the chance to have a comfy day job with some nice perks to devote themselves to what is often a thankless job. These are youth support workers, street chaplains, prison and court chaplains. Then from next week, we'll hand the microphone over to their clients and find out the stories that have got people to the point where they're sleeping rough or or living on the fringes. This is Life on the Frontline our last week with the workers. Well, a lot of the people who I meet on the streets now uh, uh, talk about the time that I visited them in jail. You know, they, they know me from there and they say things like, oh, you were the guy that did this for me, you are the guy that did that for me, or uh, might say you were the fellow who used to bring us jelly beans in, in, the, in the prison, something like that, you know. They're in the same category. Uh, they're, they're needy people. I would like them all to get off the street and get into a house, but uh, if that's not their choice, we try and help them as much as we can. Have you ever felt like you've been in danger doing this work? No, not at all. You do things from day to day that you go, oh, you know, everything I've been taught in Stranger Dangerous tells me not to do this, but it's all normal. I think we should do an anti-Stranger Danger course. Once you hit a certain age, you go, okay, now it's okay to introduce people you don't know and uh, get to know people outside your realm of uh, socialising. I've certainly been in a lot of uncomfortable situations and, and some people might perceive them as being dangerous. I probably wouldn't. I had been punched in the face once before, that wasn't fun. It was actually by a little lady, half my size, so it was not like it was too bad. But, but uh, yeah, she was very drunk and also her mental health was very off the charts. And so um, I don't blame her for that. And she actually came back months later when she was very straight. She gave me a big hug and apologised for breaking my glasses, so that was nice. And what have been some of the standout moments? I guess one story that I think was a really taught me a lot and challenged me a lot and is kind of a cool story is there was a woman named Rosalind who was about 45 and um, she was quite a bad heroin addict. Um, she was quite old school. She didn't like using, uh, there's a place called the Medically Supervised Injecting Centre. She didn't like using that. She liked injecting in the back lane of our office. So we'd often, you know, walk around the back lane or go out the back and there Rosalind would be, um, you know, shooting up heroin. Uh, you know, really in the midst of having this struggling with this quite terrible addiction. She was um, a beautiful woman in the way she'd just be so softly spoken and so gentle and so lovely and encouraging. And, and uh, she, you know, had a beautiful faith as well, despite her struggles with drug addiction. And so, uh, you know, often uh, we kind of sit down and just make sure. The drug heroin, if you know anything about it, you can actually uh, overdose on the drug heroin, so it can be quite dangerous. And so uh, we'd always sit with her for the next first 10 or 15 minutes when she was shooting up because we just wanted to make sure that she was safe and okay. And um, one of the times when I was sitting out the back with her, um, she started talking about her life and some of her journey, which she never really talked to me about before. And she actually shared that she used to go to a church in the Salvation Army. And the amazing thing that happened is she said, oh, I used to have a friend when I went to Nawi and her name was uh, was Robin Bucko. And I was very astounded when she said that because Robin Bucko was actually my, mom, my mother's maiden name. And as it turned out that she'd actually was one of my mother's friends at this church when they were both 15 years of age and uh, and I guess their life had gone in completely different directions from that stage but it was an amazing uh, thing where I was then able to share with her uh, I went and quickly called my mum and said is it okay do you remember this woman she said yes I said can I tell her who I am and so I, I went back downstairs to see her and I said oh, Rosalind 
You know that woman, that Robin Bucko you knew when you were 15? She got married. Her name's Robin Moulds. And my name's Nathan. I'm her son. And so she, you know, was very emotional. She was crying. I was crying. And, you know, it was big hugs and everything. And so then we were actually able to have a really amazing, you know, she, I brought her along to our church the next Friday night. And we have to have this, like, big um, reunion of sorts. And she may never get clean from heroin. She's been using it for over 30 years now. But she still has this amazing story and uh, an amazing richness to give to others because she gave me a gift that night that was very, very powerful. Next week, the next phase of the Life on the Frontline series kicks off. We go from talking with the workers to passing the mic over to their clients, the people who are homeless and marginalised in our society. Next week, we'll visit a soup kitchen, a youth housing service and a domestic violence shelter to hear the stories, starting with what life was like before they found themselves on the street.